Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. Of Acts. This is the story of the conversion of Paul. Paul, who was a persecutor of the church, and it says breathing threats against the church, who was met by Jesus on the road to Damascus. Hear the word of God as it comes to us from the ninth chapter of Acts. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers, so he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street, the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man called Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem, and he's authorized by leading the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles to the kings as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. May God add his understanding to this hearing of his word. Well, I used to love, when I was a kid, riding with mom and dad on one of those long vacations. I used to kind of love it. You know how it is when you... Before air conditioning, you sit with your sister and she touches you and it just drives you crazy. And, and dad would smoke a cigar while he's driving. And, um, and then of course, dad, I don't need a map. 
Yeah. I know how I know how to get there. And then mom, Andy, you've taken a wrong turn. Andy, one thing after another, sure enough, we were lost. Yeah. Dad had to find a map. He had to pull out a map and you know how that goes. Real men don't look at maps kind of thing. Well, now we have GPS. We have those cell phones and uh, that, that lady on the cell phone who tells us where to go and where to turn and all of that. And um, so it kind of takes our navigational skills, uh, puts them on the shelf. My son was doing a wedding last Saturday in Gross Point, north of Detroit, and on his way, he lost GPS. And so it went blank. And, and here he is in a, a rather difficult place of Detroit, and he was driving north to try to find his way. And, and he realized that uh, without that GPS, he was kind of, he was pretty much at a loss as to what to do. And then, of course, it came back on again. But it was a, it was a real eye-opener that he lost that tool that showed him what to do and how to get to where he needed to go. Because when we navigate, we're navigating primarily by memory. We've gone before. We, we identify that gas station, that 7-Eleven, that, that business office building. And, and so we, we know what to do if we've been there before, and so we go by memory. And what happens when we get to a place where we have no memory, no prior point of reference, no sense whatsoever of where we are or how to get to where we're going? That's what happened to Paul on his way to Damascus. Paul was a persecutor of the church. Paul was there when the very first martyr of the church, Stephen, who was also the first deacon of the church, when he was stoned by the religious authorities and, and Saul stood there and they all took off their cloaks and threw them at his feet and he stood and watched. And I, I'm certain he must have thought, this is one of those radicals out on the out on the edge and he he needs this this he deserves this and this will be an example to everyone around for us to get rid of a guy like this and I wonder if it had any impact at all when Stephen as he was being stoned said Lord don't hold this against them don't hold this sin against them probably not he was so hard and he was so into that tribal mentality that is rooted in hate. So he, with the, the religious bureaucrats of the temple, were out to get those Christians, squash this, this awful faith that says the Messiah has already come. So he goes to the temple and he gets letters to authorize him in the synagogues of Damascus. And he's on his way and he's, he's ready to go and he has everything that he needs to do his work. He wants to invade homes, invade the synagogue and haul people out. and Take them down to Jerusalem in chains and imprison them. And then something happened. 
He lost his way. He got struck blind. Something happened where he had no point of reference. The risen Lord came to him and presented himself to him and, and spoke to him. Saul, why are you doing this? Why are you persecuting me, me being the church, my body, my people? Why are you persecuting this body, this tender little church that is just now getting going? He had no point of reference, no memory. He was just smitten. We have those experiences in our lives as well. Maybe not as dramatic or as positive as what Paul experienced there on the road to Damascus. But we do have experiences where we, know we have no point of reference in our memory to know how to navigate into our future. I'm sure that's how it has been for Bill and Mary Ann when they got that diagnosis. That's how it is when, when you find your spouse with someone else. You have no point of reference for that. No way whatsoever to navigate your future. When you find out that your kid or your grandkid is strung out on drugs and you're petrified that there might be there might be an, an opioid situation pending for that, that one. I mean, you can fill in the blanks. All of our lives have these moments where we have no point of reference in our memory. We don't know how to navigate this for the future. It's just utter loss, utter newness, and in our own ways, we are struck blind. We don't know what to do, where to go, where to turn. So Paul's taken into town. He's blind. And he's wondering what has happened. And a man named Ananias is called by God to go and minister to him. And Ananias, who is one of the believers of the church, Ananias goes and calls Saul, Paul, calls him brother. This is the one who is a, a persecutor of the church. He was like the SS. He was like the Klan. He was a, a persecutor, a vile, evil man. But because of the transformation in his life, he has gone from being one who was an enemy to a brother because of the transformation. And he ministers to him. Saul has the, the scales fall, fall from his eyes and he hardly even knows where he is and Ananias baptizes him, gives him something to eat. One wonders if that's something to eat may have been the body and the blood, if they shared a communion meal together. But the transformation of Paul was also the transformation of Ananias. 
And so it is for us. Our hope, our hope is that, that when lives are transformed, we might set aside all enmity and receive one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. So that we need to go through that transformation as well. There's hatred of, on both sides. Hatred in the temple toward the Christians. And Ananias was so not willing to help this man, Saul. Hatred coming from both directions. See, the root of tribalism is hatred. But the root of community, which is the Lord, what the Lord is building, is love. And so as the Apostle Paul is received in love by this man who has been set aside for, for this particular act of service, Paul comes out a new way. He's a changed man. He goes out and starts preaching. <laughs> this man who is a persecutor of the church goes into the synagogue and the oxygen had to leave the room as he stands up, but then he starts preaching about the resurrection of Christ. How can this be? Except that there has been this dramatic, powerful transformation in a human life. And I wonder that if as the people were listening to Paul, they were also looking at Ananias, who had a little smile on his face because of what he himself had also been through. So Paul was given not a new way to get to where he was going. He was figuring it out as he went along. He wasn't referring to some old memory of how to do what he was doing. He was learning it as he went. Navigating his way to the point where he began to recognize that he was near the end. The Apostle Paul in a, in a Roman prison began to share with his churches that he was nearly done. And as he recognized the end of his life and ministry, he did look back over that time where he was met by Christ on the road. And he said, you know, if anyone can boast, I can. I was a child of Abraham, circumcised on the eighth day. I was law-abiding law as to the law. Nobody could beat me. I was a Pharisee. I was a hyper-religious type. And I count it all as loss. None of that accrues to anything. All of it is loss. The only thing that I desire now the Apostle Paul says, as I strain forward to the prize, the upward call of our Lord and Jesus Christ. So as we navigate our lives, memory is somewhat helpful. We can remember if we drove by that 7-Eleven once before, and it might it might help us get to where we're going. Wives are far better than our own navigational capabilities, guys. <laughs> and maybe Siri is the best of all. But as we navigate life, 
we set aside that which is behind and we strive forward and we rely upon the guidance of God every step as we go. Straining to the high calling to which we've been called. Will you bow with me in prayer? And thank you, Lord. Thank you that even in our lives, sometimes you must do dramatic things to draw us from our own past, that past that can be an accusing past, or that past that remains unresolved. May we strain forward, looking to the light that is your Son and all that he has prepared for us. We thank you, O Lord, that we live not in our past, but in the future that you have prepared. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.